0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have,
0: the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Residents at Brightview senior living communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort style amenities and high quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
1: Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences, with fewer people, and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at AvalonWaterways.com.
3: KFI AM640, you're listening to the John and Ken Show on Demand on the iHeart Radio app. Hi there. It's Hi. Uh, the John and Ken Show. John Cobell and Ken Shampo. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're on the radio 1 to 4. And then after 4 o'clock,
4: uh, we're on the uh, iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. Same show. Yeah. And, and we're winding up a Friday show, which means we do have the moist line coming in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll see what the listeners had to comment on in the news next this week. Uh, next hour, we're going to be talking to the mayor of Beverly Hills. Those tabloid reports that you and I were talking about the other day, the New York Post, the Daily yeah. Mail, making it look like Beverly Hills is done, that uh, a lot of stores have closed, uh, the big shopping area, Rodeo Drive, everything's gone, it looked like from the reports, uh, uh, pictures of uh, some shuttered stores that had been boarded up, and the implication is it's all smash and grab. Uh, Well, he's going to tell us a different story, I believe.
3: Yes. The the mayor says the story was wrong. The
4: photos were deceptive. Mm. There was a lot of information omitted from the story. And I hope so, because they're kind of like the last area of SoCal we're holding on to as an example of how we don't have to go the direction of Los Angeles. (laughs) They do something about the homeless. Remember what they did during the big protests of 2020 when the people were marching? They gave them like a curfew and and, and sent them back and said, no, you're not going to march and smash windows in our city. They're not going to do that. Uh, Oh, I have heard... Uh,
3: we weren't here then, but during the Rodney King riots a long time ago, Beverly Hills had, like, a military line that nobody would cross. <laughs> That's right,
4: they hit the own you know? military.
3: They're like their own nation. Yeah, I think they have a seg- secret military, and uh, there's, like, an underground bunker. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they have their own army that comes up. They just come protecting. pouring out
4: of the ground with heavy yeah. weapons, right, to protect Tanks. the perimeter. <laughs> Tanks come out of the ground. All right. Well, you know, it wasn't too long ago when Mayor, we call her Mayor Karen Bascon now, right? Yes. For Bass and Gascon combined. Bassetti is another name for her. It wasn't too long ago when she said, not too far into the future, the number one choice for people when they have to go somewhere will be mass transit metro. Remember that? Yes, I do. She, she says uh, that that is the future she envisions. Well, you know,
3: and I got very excited hearing that, knowing that one day we will all get out of our carbon polluting automobiles, and we'd all be boarding these fast, sleek trains, electrified trains, uh, electrified trains, mm, uh, zero as, emissions. And as soon as she said that, people just started getting stabbed left and right.
4: <laughs> well, the, the that's only that's our time story.
3: They, the only time they stop the train now at a platform is to dump a dead body out of it.
4: Is that Otherwise, right? Yeah. It's kind of cold. <laughs> My favorite, <laughs> though, is still remember the Long Beach train that had to be cleaned up because somebody vomited all over the place? and uh, Yeah. <laughs> drug addicts. All yeah. right. Well, let's get the story from Blake Trolley about the latest stabbing death on a metro train. Blake,
5: are you there? All right, guys. Yeah, well, this one was at the uh, Pershing Square Station in downtown L.A. Now, there's not a whole lot of uh, information yet released on the stabbing from the LAPD, but what we are told is that an argument broke out yesterday on the platform between two guys. One of the the guys pulled out a knife, stabbed the other guy, Police say the killer was last seen taking the stairs up from the platform to leave. So, presumably, he ended up somewhere in downtown and just taking off. I mean, Pershing Square, as you guys know, is right in the heart of downtown. Uh, the stabbing last night, again, appears to have stemmed from some sort of argument. That's a theme we've seen on these trains. Uh, the investigation and crime scene really left commuters in a pickle at 5 p.m. yesterday. They were unable to get off at the Pershing Square station. I talked to people who said they had to go to other stations like Union Station. And again, this stabbing comes as last month a fight on a metro train in Hawthorne led to one man being shot and the other being stabbed the guy who was stabbed was killed last week in Highland Park there was a stabbing on the L line a guy was stabbed in the back and neck and oh. uh, to the same theme an argument led to the stabbing the attacker took off and the guy stabbed walked out and collapsed on the platform and Highland Park as you guys know is a really quaint cool little neighborhood a lot of nice little restaurants and things like that in the area uh, I spoke to some writers who you say the stabbing had them worried. We'll go to bite one. This guy had a different tune.
1: Oh, ain't nothing. This, what goes on? I hmm?
5: think you... <laughs> <laughs> and I spoke. Well, no, he was brief. I, he was brief. You know, he was actually the thing about interviewing people, guys, that are getting on and off a train is it's a lot of walking and talking, right? right for me, because yeah. you, they got somewhere to be. They're going, um, yeah. including that guy. Uh, But I I spoke to another woman who rides the train. She says it's time for more security. And she actually detailed uh, something else that happened at this same platform just before the uh, stabbing. If we can go straight to bike two,
1: Just yesterday before the stabbing, before my friend said that there was a stabbing, there was this two guy was playing and uh, they were hitting each other and they hit another guy. And this guy that they were playing. They were playing, but as it, at the start, you wouldn't see that they are playing.
5: Because they were really beating each other up?
1: They are beating each other up, kind of like uh, really, really, you know, hitting at, punching, giving punch to each other. But when they went near a guy, he, they punched him, too. The, another, one of the guys hit the other guy. so the, They
5: intentionally just punched another guy?
1: Yeah, they did. And then uh, that guy uh, fought back. He fought him back, and then uh, it stopped the other guy from hitting him. And then they left.
5: so you hear that they're play fighting and they just punch some random guy and then you know he squares up to go uh you know guys i was at the platform today and i noticeably noted you know i saw there were just so many homeless people some strung out i spoke to a couple lapd officers who were upstairs from the platform uh unrelated they were just there and they said they told me you know they didn't want to be recorded but they said that the drug dealing in that pershing square area is all day and it's meth fentanyl Heroin, everything. They said they're there for you know on a different assignment, but that's what they're uh, they're seeing play out in front of them.
3: How many times did these boobs on the Metro Board or Karen Bass announce to the world that they've got a new plan that we, they got more patrol? There's gonna be they're gonna be patrols on the platforms in the trains. We're gonna clean all this up. We're gonna make it world class safe. Everyone's gonna make it their first choice. They've announced that several times this year.
5: Well, John, um, uh, well, well, just a couple of things to what you're asking there. Uh, earlier today, I'd asked if there was a security guard present when this fight broke out. I also asked for a total count of uh, Metro security personnel on the entire system during this, and uh, my answer was, As part of Metro's efforts, this is by a Metro spokesperson. As part of Metro's efforts to provide security on the system, the agency does not provide information about how many law enforcement and security officers are on the system and where they are located. So I didn't really uh, get to the bottom of those answers. Because
3: they were lying about all the extra patrols they were going to do. Obviously, it's amazing how nobody's around when these bodies are come tumbling out of the train cars.
4: What about the ambassadors?
3: Oh, the ambassadors. Uh, I,
5: I, I, that, was in my, uh, that was in my inquiry, guys. And again, because uh, they don't want to jeopardize, I guess, their system, oh, the, whatever they just said. Yeah. Boy, that,
3: that is the biggest waste of time and money. They don't want to give the enemy the information about
4: where they are. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because if they know where the ambassadors are, they'll go somewhere else and stab people. <laughs> All right, Blake, thank you very much for that report. Good work. All right, thanks, guys. I played trolley KFI News. Uh, says here this is the fourth fatal incident on a metro train or bus or platform in 2023. So Karen Bascon, eh, not likely I'm going to get on any of the metro trains anytime soon. Uh, no,
3: no, not good. What are they going to do when the Olympics comes? This is the last hope for Los Angeles that they decide <laughs> would... to avoid an international embarrassment.
4: They still got five years, John. Five years to clean this yeah. up. Yeah. All right. When we come back. Remember the fat guy that tried to rob the jewelry store in El Monte and uh, he got beat up by the staff at the store and he ran off. Well, we know who he is now uh, and how much he weighs. It. And we, we got his weight. To, <laughs> yes, he is hefty. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere, iHeartRadio app.
2: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty.
4: I'm because it's the second time in about a month that people are fighting back. Happened at a jewelry store in El Monte. A guy came down the street dressed in all black. He had a face mask and a cardboard box in his hand. And then, uh, well, he sprayed bear pound in the face of a guy sitting outside the store. It turns out that guy's one of the store owners. He goes inside and he tries to rob the place. And they fought back. Uh, a brother, a niece, a nephew all came and started to attack the intruder. Beat him with a stick. Eventually, his whole shirt comes off and he runs out with Nothing. Here is an update from KTLA Channel 5 because we now know who this blob is.
1: Police now have identified a suspect wanted for this attempted smash-and-grab jewelry store robbery. Family members fought back, and they stopped the thief. Authorities say this man, 36-year-old Joshua Lee Simmons, is the man who tried to rob Mesa Jewelry in El Monte. That was Saturday afternoon. They say Simmons was driving the gray Dodge Charger GT you just saw. First, he sprayed a 70-year-old man that was sitting out front with bear repellent, then smashed a display case inside. The the family who owns the store was able to fight off that would-be robber, they hit and kicked him and forced him to run down Main Street shirtless and empty-handed.
4: They apparently have his license plate number two. I mean, how long before they have to take this guy into custody? And as you like to say, John, what's his criminal record, please? Well, 36 must... years old.
3: Yeah, there, he's been probably doing this since he was a teenager. And he's eating really well. 300 Uh, pounds? You should see the blubber on this guy. Yeah, and it's all in his gut. Hmm. It is not well distributed. And
4: because he lost his shirt in his attempt to get away. We got to see it. We got to see all his uh, blubber hanging out. This is what bothers me. It's not just like the
3: uh, 16-year-old gang members doing this, right? Now, there's guys who are are 120 pounds overweight. They're in their mid-30s, and they're going to jump in because they see how easy it is. You know, to bash a, a few display cases or, you know, the front uh, the front windows. Grab what you want. It doesn't matter if you're on video. This is what's really fascinating. Everybody thought if you had video cameras all over the place, it would it would uh, uh, repel crime. And it doesn't. They don't care if they're on video. They, they, you know, you've got cameras in the streets. You've got cameras in the stores. And it doesn't matter because there's at the end of it, there's
4: no penalty. Now... It, it, we take you to Minnesota, and this is a great story. There's a woman that was part of something called the Democratic Farmer Labor Party. She vowed three years ago to dismantle the Minneapolis de- Police Department. She put out all sorts of screeds and messages uh, that, the, that the police department is just cruel to the community and needs to be dismantled. Her name is Shavanti, uh Satharandan. She's second vice chairman for this Democrat farmer labor party. Well, she's singing a different tune. And why is that usually the case? She got attacked. She was beaten and bloodied in a carjacking outside her home this week. Listen she actually to this. shared news of the attack in a Facebook post. She's got a broken leg, deep lacerations on her head,
3: bruising, cuts all over her body. And she writes, I have rage. The beating she occurred has, in front of her four-year-old yeah. daughter and seven-year-old son, she said. And she's got a picture that she posted of herself. The blood poured out of her uh, forehead, splattered all over the front of her face, her neck. And I'm looking at this, and it's... She, by the way, the Democratic Farmer Labor Party, that is the Democratic Party there. They just have an old-fashioned name. No, is that right? From, from decade... Yeah, it's from a merger from decades ago. Mm. Uh, but it is the Democratic Party. And she was full-blown defund the police. There was no nuance in her uh, arguments, nothing. It's like, defund the police, period.
4: No more. Here's what she posted in 2020. Uh, Minneapolis Police Department has systematically failed the black community. They failed all of us. It's time to build a new infrastructure that works for all our communities. If you're still disagreeing with that basic fact, I'm not sure what to say to you. That was her post in 2020. Now she has thanked the incredible Minneapolis PD for assisting her in this terrifying experience. And there you go, another one who learns, but it takes them to be the victim of a crime for them to understand why we need the police and even more of them these days.
3: Listen to this pair of posts from this nut job. Uh, Minneapolis Police Department should have no place in our children's schools because the school board had voted to terminate its contract. Now she says... These men knew what they were doing. I have no doubt they have done this before, yet they are still on our streets, killing mothers, giving babies psychological trauma that a lifetime of therapy cannot ease with no hesitation and no remorse. Well, yeah, that's why the police have to arrest these guys to begin with, and they have to be put away in prison for a long time because they have no hesitation and no remorse. They are wired to commit crimes. They're psychopaths. They have no conscience. It doesn't bother them. They don't care if they they they, they smash your
4: face in in front of your kids. They're not no. thinking about it on the way home. This crowd wants to dismantle the police and send in, what, mental health workers to talk to these young people and yep. maybe get them to understand that what they're doing is wrong? Now she says, I want a whole I want to take them into custody and prosecute them all. There's too many young people are running wild, and creating chaos across our city. Is this oh, what it that's takes? Why, that's why why you need sometimes it does. That's these the actually these politicians have to be whacked in the head by
3: a criminal and then they go, Oh, where's the police? That's right. <laughs> what a
4: stupid era we just lived through. Do you realize how stupid it was? All right, we got uh, more coming yeah. up. Oh, We're going to go to the Newsom for president or maybe for president or not for president desk. He's done a big interview and we have an excerpt to play. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app. BP
0: added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
2: Brightview-Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview-Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events, chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640.
1: Are you considering running no, for president no, in 2024 or 2028? No, not even no, considering. No,
6: not at all. This election is a choice about life and death. We didn't defeat Trumpism. This is the most consequential election. They choose that as they sell fear around crime. They sell calm around these perverse gun laws. What we've got right now is not working and it's about to break. Look at the sewage that is online that. They amplify on these networks and in social media to dehumanize people. This whole damn border debate is made up. That's how extreme the Republican Party is in the United States of America. It's time to organize, guys. Bottom up, not just top down. Republicans have been organizing bottom up forever. Where the hell are we as a party to capture the narrative? I honestly, if I were offering political advice, I'd I'd tell him to pack up and and wait a few years. I never trust politicians, so I get why you keep asking.
1: So when I see you in Iowa
2: in 2023, Uh, I will play this for you. New Hampshire... Carolina. I'm aware. What else? And now, John and Ken present the Gavin Newsom is running for president desk. Uh, Gavin Newsom, maybe sort of running for president. Well, maybe Gavin Newsom not running for president desk.
4: Hmm. You know, you listen to that, uh, those clips in there again. And of course, we'll be talking about this next hour. The border crisis is made up. Good one, Gavin Newsom. (laughs) Holy <laughs> mackerel. We're starting yeah. to find out through polling it's not made up and it's going to be a big problem for Joe Biden. You'll we'll hear more about that later no, on in the show. No,
3: especially but. when you have uh, hundreds of thousands now cramming in the big cities. No. Yeah, a lot of his stuff is not going to play well. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a, when you have the mayors of New York and Chicago screaming bloody murder over... They're sticking uh,
4: migrants at O'Hare Airport now. <laughs> yeah, That's where they have to go to the airport outside of Chicago to put some of the migrants because there's just too many to handle. No wonder the Biden administration is saying, all right, we're going to have to stay in Texas because he's getting screamed out by these Democratic mayors that yeah. they stop letting Texas send them to us, do something. And yeah. their answer is, we're going to make the migrants stay in Texas. That's what we'll be talking about. Uh, uh, because there's a response now from the Texas governor, you got to hear. <laughs> that's uh, not going to happen. Well, it's not impossible happen. anyway. Unless he sends the troops to uh, to Texas borders to make sure no buses <laughs> leave the state. I don't know. Uh, anyway, the reason we're at the Gavin Newsom president crap desk is well, you know, it's really sad, John. This what? is the end of Chuck Todd as the host of Meet the Press this weekend. He's done. You uh, know, really I sad.
3: don't F- think I ever what a legacy. Watched. I don't think I ever watched a show that he hosted. He's a shill. Yeah, he's, I, been I, a, I, he's
4: been a liberal, progressive shill for all the years he's been there. I I never watched those shows. I can't remember the last time I. Well, Tim Russert. People like Tim Russert. Remember Tim Russert? Yeah, yeah had a good reputation. He's, he's been found dead for. To... He's been dead for a long time now. Well, that's what I mean. Since Tim Russell died and somebody else has been hosting Meet the Press, most of it Chuck Todd, it's been an abomination. So I'm just trying to go back in the good old days when there was actually objective people in the media. So this is uh, Chuck Todd. One of his last interviews on Meet the Press is with Gavin Newsom. And the clip we're going to play is a preview. Now, they're not going to run this, of course, until the weekend, Sunday usually. But they did release this uh, clip because... Chuck Todd is chasing after Newsom over him running for president in 2024. Here we go. Filing deadlines haven't passed.
6: President Biden doesn't run. Why shouldn't we consider you a likely? I think the vice president is naturally one lined up and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run uh, and looking forward to getting reelected. I think there's been so much wallowing uh, in the last few months and hand in this respect, uh, but we're gearing up for the campaign. We're looking forward to it. I, I under, you know, but you hear these calls private. But you're lying. What do you tell these donors <laughs> who are wallowing. Uh, time to move on. Let's go. And am I supposed to interpret that comment about the vice president? That if for some reason the president chose not to run at this point, well, that's the next. Everybody uh, rallies around and her. It's the Biden-Harris administration. That's a, maybe I'm a little old fashioned. Yeah, maybe, I'm a little, maybe I'm a little old fashioned about. Well, president's and vice presidents. i was a lieutenant governor so i'm a little subjective it's your relationship with the vice president uh we knew each other before we were both in politics today i got sworn in as mayor walked across the street the street got sworn in as district attorney uh extraordinarily close working relationship including our time in the senate so um, you can't imagine ever here. having to run against each other of course not by definition won't happen uh, but we've, I've said that a thousand times. Uh, we privately uh, continue to maintain a very good relationship, interpersonal, just how you doing, checking mm-hmm. in. Uh, it's been a challenging few years with COVID, uh, and oh, uh, we COVID. had the opportunity to sit down, and <laughs> have lunch together <laughs> All right, in the White what... House, we spend time uh, talking about important so things. So nobody's upset, she's things. not upset that you're gonna debate Ron DeSantis? Uh, maybe, I, apparently someone in uh, her office is, because uh, I read some off the record quotes. Uh, I wish I knew who that was, uh, but I don't hear it from her. So and I certainly not hear it from the White House itself.
3: So
4: there you go. The usual. <laughs> he's so full answers. of it.
3: Well, you know. he's full of it. Yeah, he he knows. See, he's not as stupid as he pretends to be. He knows Biden is senile. He knows there's a good chance he's not making it. And he knows that Kamala Harris is an airhead. If he's as close to her as she as he claims, then he knows there's nothing inside that skull. And what he's going to do is play the good soldier so he could never be accused of trying to uh, upend their positions in the party, right? He's going to yeah. play the good guy. It's like, "Oh, no, no, Joe going to Joe's going to run and he's going to thrive, right? Yeah, he's going to be 86 uh, by the end of the term. Nah, he'll, he'll... Everybody knows that's not possible. You know he's already suffered a lot of uh, degeneration, and the degeneration is going to continue. It's not going backwards, and everybody knows that she's an empty can, and uh, she's not going to change. So he's he's waiting for life to play out, and then he's going to say, "Oh my God, that you know uh, uh, unforeseen, unusual circumstances." People are begging me, but he's the, all in position.
4: He's got the, he's got everything in position. The unbiased and of course totally objective CNN. <laughs> just released a poll, and this poll is, and they call it that Biden is facing continued headwinds from broadly negative job ratings overall. There is no clear winner in the potential rematch between Biden and Trump, but nearly half of registered voters, 46%, say any Republican presidential nominee would be a better choice than Biden next year. Any of them. And Biden runs behind South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, when they match them well, up. That's what anyone means. That
3: That's yeah. what it means. <laughs> anybody would be well, better. They're but not because, kidding.
4: Right. But it's because she doesn't have the drag that Trump does. So they all do a little better than. But it's this crowd that uh, the voters that hates Trump so much. That's the only reason they're going to be driven to the polls. Oh. You're right. You put anybody else up there but what? Trump. And there might be people that would not vote Republican who might because they what? think that Biden's too old and too feeble. The the Trump people
3: hate the Republican Party as much as the Democratic Party. That's that's the complication here,
4: right?
3: Because ordinarily, it's obvious Biden is barely alive. He's easily beatable. If you put someone up there with, you know, two thirds of Trump's policies, but they're they're sane and they're clear headed, they'd win big. You know, there's probably a half a dozen Republicans right now who would win over Biden but the trump crowd doesn't want them because they're republicans i, I always tell people this they, they always lump trump with republicans he's not a republican the his followers are barely republican anymore yeah, he's
4: his own party right? he's
3: his own party he's got a cult of personality and they're following him because obviously biden's easily beatable if you have a normal candidate the only candidate that could lose to biden is trump Because he's got to go through four trials and and 91 felony charges. And he might lose the middle ground, the independent voters. And this is what frustrates me about people. I get hating the Republican Party. I do, too. But if you want to stop Biden and all the nonsense that he's done in the last four years, you've got to beat him with
4: somebody who can win. 67% of Democrat-leaning voters or Democratic voters Wants somebody other than Biden as the nominee. That's up from 54% in March. As every month goes by, he gets older and more feeble to people. But I and, don't I don't see any big turnover coming here before next summer when they do the nominations because, unless because you, Biden himself steps aside.
3: You need another candidate, a real candidate, and everybody's afraid to run. Nobody has any courage to say, hey, you know what? This this guy is senile. Because that what happened in the Jimmy Carter years? That that uh, Ted Kennedy actually ran a really credible campaign against Jimmy Carter, almost pulled it off, because he thought Carter stunk and he could do better, and he was right because yeah. Reagan whipped Carter the next year. That, that's right. Later that
4: year, yeah.
3: And and by the way, if you wonder wh- why uh, people are upset, the the uh, all you have to talk is inflation, a- and you hear the inflation rate is three or four percent, right? And it's coming down. That inflation rate doesn't cover. What people are buying every day in the grocery store, listen to this. This was in a New York Times piece. A dozen eggs, the price is up 38% in the last year and a half. White bread is up 25%. Chicken up 18%. Gasoline up 63% in two and a half years. Those are the prices that people care about. Not these complicated government formulas to tell you, well, actually, the the core price index is only uh, 3.8%. No! You buy eggs, it's up 38%. You buy bread, it's 25%. Chicken, 18%. And gas, 63%. That's what real people are dealing with. But the government lies about what the inflation number is, or they make it complicated that
4: nobody can follow. All right, we got to take a break, John. Ken. KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app.
2: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
3: On the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, it's uh, the John and Ken On Demand podcast. You listen to what you missed.
4: Uh, Coming up after uh, 2 o'clock, we're going to talk to the mayor of Beverly Hills. Julian Gold will be our guest. He has a response to those tabloid reports that uh, Beverly Hills is going down. The retail area, Beverly Hills, high-end stores are closing. There's all sorts of shuttered buildings. We'll talk about that with him because he says uh, it is a misimpression being driven by the tabloid media. And I did notice in one of the stories, I think it was the New York Post, they were conflating Beverly Hills with L.A. again. Don't do that. They are completely different in the way they're run. And uh, we know that from long-time experience watching both. Uh, also, we'll talk about the border Next hour, it's suddenly become a big issue among Democratic voters, especially since cities like Chicago and New York are being overrun by migrants who are either being sent there. Although we found out yesterday, not so much. It's only a small percentage that are coming from Texas in the buses. There are people that are just going to New York because uh, they're hearing that uh, you get a right to shelter, right? That they have to put you somewhere in housing and you can maybe find work there because it's a big city. All of this coming up in the big two o'clock hour. Uh, Coming up next month, the trial will finally start for Sam Bankman-Fried. Remember Sam Bankman-Fried, the former uh, FTX executive? He was one of the co-founders of FTX, of course, the cryptocurrency exchange company that went defunct. Uh, One of his associates, uh, Ryan Salome, became the fourth of Sam Bankman-Fried's associates to plead guilty to criminal charges. He faces up to 10 years in jail. However... Well, the story that's making news when it comes to cryptocurrency fraud is coming out of Turkey, where this a man just got he just got a sentence of more than eleven millennia in jail. Eleven
3: millennia. <laughs> I wanted to say it that way so listeners would go, Ah, what does he mean by
4: eleven millennia?
3: Eleven thousand one hundred ninety-six years. Now that's a sentence. We need that in this country. Yeah, Turkish Turkey. justice.
4: All right. And you know Turkey, right? From uh, what was that? Midnight Express, uh, Turkish jail. Yeah, there you go. He is going to be
3: squealing. His name is (laughs) Farouk Fatih Ozer.
4: Farouk Fatih Ozer. uh,
3: Yes. And his uh, cryptocurrency exchange suddenly collapsed. He ran off to Albania. They brought him back, found him guilty of all kinds of financial crimes and uh, 11,196 years in jail.
4: He ran something called the Thodex Exchange, which imploded a couple of years ago. Other defendants sentenced, including relatives of his, of course, siblings were also no. involved in this. Uh, you know what the prosecutors? The prosecutors recommended forty thousand years. All right, so he got a break. They got he got light. Yes. Okay, they went easy
3: on him. They have a they have a history of doing this. They abolished the death penalty, and instead Turkey they come up did? with the, yeah. yes, and they they uh, they came up with these. Uh, uh, outrageous sentences. Uh, a TV cult preacher. Wow, they throw you in prison for being uh, uh, a oh, religious those, preacher?
4: Yeah, one of those guys on TV
3: that uh, yeah, uh,
4: to ask for money and stuff. That should come to this country,
3: too. Adnan Oktar. He got a jail sentence of 8658 years for fraud and sex crimes. Now,
4: they do they have good time credits in Turkey? Can you get that reduced down to like a 1000 years or <laughs> if
3: you behave? Yeah, if you, work?
4: you can get a, you can get a 20% discount. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, the mayor of Beverly Hills will be our guest. His name is Julian Gold. Uh, we heard him yesterday on KFI News. Wanting to comment about reports that appeared in the Daily Mail and the New York Post that businesses in Beverly Hills. Retailers and restaurants are shuddering and they're not being replaced. What does he have to say about that? That actually says here in the New York Post, Beverly Hills is becoming a ghost town. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
1: Elevated.